welcome to Finding My Joy podcast. I'm Tyler Garrett, and this episode is called Be the One Too. Hey guys, welcome back. Today's topic is kind of heavy, but it's something we definitely need to talk about. And it's really been weighing heavy on my heart, and it's been popping up in conversation a lot lately. The topic that I'm talking about is suicide prevention and awareness. When I was in eighth grade, we moved to El Paso, Texas, and that was literally the only year that we lived there. So all my friends were relatively new. I've always had this thing about me where I could notice people's moods change and I never really realized until I got older. Anyway, so whenever I would notice this, I would ask the person if they are okay or what's going on with them. So this happened with a classmate of mine. She informed me that she attempted to kill herself Unfortunately, I don't remember all the details and I don't remember the girl's name or what things I said to her or what all she said to me. I wish I could because I would love to check up on her now um, because following up is very important. This news was like really crazy to me because the girl was one of those girls that's super smart. She's very beautiful and just one of those great people to be around. And me being about 12 or 13 years old at the time, I didn't realize or really know what to do in the situation or how to recognize the warning signs. I looked out for her the rest of the week just to see if she would make it to class and thank God she showed up every day and she showed up for the rest of the year. I'm grateful that she made it through the year. I pray that she got the help she needed and that she is still with us today. Now, that was just my first experience with someone wanting to commit suicide. Then the next year in ninth grade, I now lived back in North Carolina, and I remember we were walking outside during PE, and a similar situation happened. I was talking to one of my classmates, and it was just us, and she begins to tell me how she had recently drank bleach and was hospitalized. And she explained all the things at home that made her feel this way and such, And again, I was just shocked because I thought the same about her. She always seemed so put together. She was gorgeous and popular and just the the epitome of the girl you wanted to be in high school. So I never would have thought that she would be going through so much. I do remember this girl's name and I have checked on her throughout the school year. I did check on her throughout the school year. However, we moved again that next year and me being young, I did not stay in contact. I do know that she is alive and well today and that she has a beautiful family, which is still growing actually at the moment. (laughs) Um, I don't know if she's still struggling with any of these issues. And now that we're talking talking about it and having this conversation, I need to make it a point to reach out to her again, which I will do. These were not my only experiences with suicide. I've even had immediate family members attempt suicide more than once. And that's something that's really tough to deal with. Plus, lately, I've been hearing stories of people who have committed suicide recently. Literally about, I think, three or four people just since December. And that's not including all the celebrities, too. And to me, that is three or four too many. I really hate that this happens and that people feel that they don't have another option. And that's why I feel we need to have this talk more. Plus, there are many people in this world and around us struggling with things that we have no idea about, even depression. 
And just you taking the time to show concern can be a tremendous help for that person or can be a reminder that they need it to keep on going and to keep pushing through. One of the first points I want to touch on is that everyone should know what steps to take and how to read the warning signs to help prevent suicide. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone, literally all ages. Fortunately, the situations that I was faced with in eighth and ninth grade worked out for the best. But if I were more knowledgeable and if others my age were, we possibly possibly could have prevented those girls from getting as far as they did and got them the help they needed. Now I want to take the time to make us all a lot more knowledgeable about this topic and I'm going to provide links in the episode details to all this information for your own personal reference as well and all my information will be coming from the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline website. So stay with me. So I want to read directly from the website because I don't want to paraphrase or turn anything into something different because these are the experts and I want to give you the right information so on their website it says we believe hope can happen suicide is not inevitable for anyone by starting the conversation providing support and directing help to those who need it we can prevent suicides and save lives we believe we can all take action Evidence shows that providing support services, talking about suicide, reducing access to means of self-harm, and following up with loved ones are just some of the actions we can all take to help others. And we believe crisis centers are critical. By offering immediate counseling to everyone that may need it, local crisis centers provide invaluable support at critical times and connect individuals to local services. It's important to know the risk factors So the risk factors are characteristics that make it more likely that someone will consider, attempt, or die by suicide. They can't cause or predict a suicide attempt, but they're important to be aware of. These risk factors are mental disorders, particularly mood disorders, schizophrenia, anxiety disorders, and certain personality disorders, alcohol and other substance use disorders, hopelessness, impulsive and or aggressive tendencies, history of trauma or abuse, major physical illnesses, previous suicide attempts, family history of suicide, job or financial loss, loss of relationships, easy access to lethal means, local clusters of suicide, lack of social support and sense of isolation, stigma associated with asking for help, lack of health care, especially mental health and substance abuse treatment, cultural and religious beliefs such as the belief that suicide is a noble resolution of a personal dilemma, exposure to others who have died by suicide in real life or via the media and internet. Not only is it important to know the risk factors, it's also important to know the warning signs. Some warning signs may help you determine if a loved one is at risk for suicide, especially if the behavior is new, has increased, or seems related to a painful event, loss, or change. If you or someone you know exhibits any of these, seek help by calling the lifeline. I will provide the number for the lifeline a couple times, and that number is 1-800-273-8255. It will also be in the episode details. Now these warning signs are 
talking about wanting to die or to kill themselves, looking for a way to kill themselves, like searching online or buying a gun, talking about feeling hopeless or having no reason to live, talking about feeling trapped or in unbearable pain, talking about being a burden to others, increasing the use of alcohol or drugs, acting anxious or agitated, behaving recklessly, sleeping too little or too much, withdrawing or isolating themselves, showing rage or talking about seeking revenge, or extreme mood swings. I got today's episode title, Be the One Too, from the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline's website. This is their hashtag for National Suicide Prevention Month and Beyond. On their website, they also share different actions that we can take to help prevent suicide. So the first action is to ask. Research shows people who are having thoughts of suicide feel relief when someone asks after them in a caring way. Findings suggest acknowledging and talking about suicide may reduce rather than increase suicidal ideation. Next, you can keep them safe. A number of studies have indicated that when lethal means are made less available or less deadly, suicide rates by that method decline and frequently suicide rates overall decline. You can also be there. Individuals are more likely to feel less depressed, less suicidal, less overwhelmed, and more hopeful by after speaking to someone who listens without judgment. You can also keep them connected or help them stay connected. Studies indicate that helping someone at risk create a network of resources and individuals for support and safety can help them take positive action and reduce feelings of hopelessness. Another step you can take is to follow up. Studies have also shown that brief, low-cost intervention and supportive ongoing contact may be an important part of suicide prevention, especially for individuals after they have been discharged from hospitals or care services. All this information, again, is on the Suicide Prevention Lifeline website, which is suicidepreventionlifeline.org, and I will provide a link to all this information in the episode details so you can keep yourself informed as well. I think it's important that we look out for one another, and I say this often, but I also think it's very important that you take care of yourself as well and make sure you're getting the help you need. I know this may seem like a stretch to some people, um, but I don't, I've never actually wanted to commit suicide. But if you really think about it, some of the reckless, dangerous situations that we put ourselves in are basically putting ourselves at risk to harm ourselves or kill ourselves. And what do I mean by that? So uh, I've struggled with getting enough sleep and that's because I felt like I just needed to work myself to the bone or I just thought I can I can do everything but there have been times where I've been so exhausted on the road that I would just tell myself in my head I'm like I wonder if maybe I just close my eyes for a second like if I'll feel some type of relief and I don't mean it in a way to harm myself and I don't do it I never actually done it but the thought has come across my mind more than once and it shouldn't and I need to be more careful to not put myself on the road 
in that situation because I'm not only putting myself at risk, but I'm putting other people's lives at risk as well. And the same goes for drunk driving or reckless driving or just being reckless in other types of areas in your life, but also texting and driving as well. I had, I think I've had about a total of two or three, actually it was three total scenarios where I was driving with alcohol in my system and crashed my car, Not sometimes not fully. I may have sideswiped something or small things like that, but one time it was really big and that was a combination of not sleeping for over 48 hours because I was trying to move and then I had to work and then I felt that I needed to go out and celebrate my friend's birthday and with all that with the alcohol and the being tired I crashed my car into a tree and woke up in my passenger seat so several times God brought me out of those situations but you never know like one of those times I couldn't have I may not have made it and I thank God that I did but with that being said I want you all to heed my advice and not wait till it becomes too late for you to learn your lesson listen to me now honestly um but off of that just take care of yourself (laughs) but another thing I want to point out is how social media can affect your health like your mental health and how sometimes we get tangled up in other people's worlds and we get this false impression that they are happy but they could be going through something and really could use your support but you wouldn't know that because all you see is what someone displays on social media social media may seem like it was a way to connect us all but it really just disconnects us more I have a hard time remembering friends, close friends, I mind you, close friends' birthdays without it, without having social media, which is really sad. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who struggles with something like that. Sometimes you don't even remember people's last names or first names because they may have a nickname or something like that on social media. And you could talk to them all day on social media, but you don't know, <laughs> like, really what's going on. So... With this and with the talk of suicide prevention, I think it's important for me to take a lot of time away from social media. Therefore, I am going to be fasting from social media indefinitely. And I hope that many of you will join me and actually use this time to really connect with your friends, reconnect and reach out to them to make sure they're doing fine and rebuild those friendships in a more authentic way than social media. I want to remind you that you shouldn't beat yourself up if you can't save everyone. The point is to be there for them and to make sure they get the help they need. Just reaching out and attempting is way better than sitting back and not doing anything at all. And I know these conversations can be really hard to have, but if you are noticing any signs, make sure you get your loved one the help that they need. But try to get there before their signs not try, get there before there are signs. I did say that I'm getting off of social media indefinitely, and this will probably be in about a week because I want to get this message out 
on Facebook or Instagram Live as well, just to get the word out more. But with that being said, I will continue making new episodes, so I hope you still listen. And I'll also be available via findingmyjoy at yahoo.com. And joy is spelled J-O-I. For anyone who just needs to talk about anything, I'll be there to listen and I'll try to help, not try, keep saying that, (laughs) and I'll help as much as I can. Even if I don't know you, I want you to reach out anyway if you need to. I want to be here for as many people as I can. And I also really want to take, want you all to take the time to review the website and keep that number to the suicide prevention line handy in your phone because you never know when you or someone else could use it. Plus, it's just a good resource to have on hand. You never know. I want to thank you all for joining me today. Uh, There are many suicide prevention and awareness websites out there and lots of information that you can get uh, to help you fully understand this better or just to make yourself more knowledgeable in general. Uh, Remember to save the following number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. For my birthday, I'm taking donations for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and I hope that you make a donation. I don't care if you make it through my fundraiser link or if you just personally go and donate to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline on your own. Either way, I just hope you can help out. Please remember to look out for each other, take care of yourself, and take care of your loved ones. Once again, I can always be reached at findingmyjoy at yahoo.com. And again, thank you guys for listening. Please share this episode with others and have this talk. We need to have this talk.